Act to Live is sponsored by 3C Digital Media Network, LLC. Connect, communicate, and collaborate. That is the 3C way at 3CDigitalMediaNetwork.com. On this episode of the Act to Live podcast, we have a conversation with singer and songwriter Joel Wilson about the psychology of music. So come on, let's take a walk and sing together. This time we'll find a way In dreams we walk through bolted doors Fight, die, and live for you What's up, what's up, Jamie? It is going to be a great episode. It's going to be a special episode. It's going to blow everyone's mind. It's going to be crazy. It's going to move. It's going to groove. It's going to do all the fun stuff. You have been waiting this for waiting for this for so long oh my god <laughs> my entire existence has been about this episode literally that's a long time yeah it's a yeah. long time it's a long time no we're talking about music today uh, something you know so much about lifeblood right there lifeblood digging it yes and we have a guest with us which is extra exciting We've got Joel Wilson in the house. Joel Wilson, brothers and sisters. Joel Wilson is here. He is a rock star, a speech language, like, um, unlike pathologist. He is the other half of Lightstone Rain, our band, um, uh, an awesome cat, uh, smart and thoughtful and He's here to share his thoughts on like being in a band and being exposed to songs and music and playing and writing. And, and, and you know, he's, you know, he just has it all, has it all folks. So it is going to be fun, 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 fun. I am just surrounded by two rock stars. This is, this is, woo. I'm just pumped. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> so. How do we start this? I mean, I've been waiting well, for this and I know I'm like, how do we how do we begin? I've never been able to actually interview rock stars before. So I'm just gonna take that on myself that this is a fantastic opportunity to fulfill a life dream of interviewing rock stars. So then go since for it. I am not a rock star, which is all good with me. I'm gonna ask you guys some questions and then I'm gonna let you run with it. So I wanna start with just what got you into music and Joel, you can also introduce yourself, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself as well, but what guys, what got you guys into music? Where do you begin? Well, first off, thank you guys for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be here with you guys. I think something that's just something that you you've always felt Scott, is that how you felt that you've just always found something meaningful in your internal experience of music and that's just something that you've carried with you throughout your entire life yeah like I, yeah you feel? I, yeah absolutely and you and i have like talked about this at length but it's like the air that we like like need to breathe yeah you know it's something i think that's changed a lot over time too um now as an adult um I think music is important to me 
as a listener, but also as a composer and a songwriter, uh, but for really different reasons, like for so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I think just to start with something universal that we can all relate to, I think um, as a listener, music is important to me as a memory trigger, which, you know, this is the experience that I think we've all had where a song just transports us back to a place or a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and more specifically that 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 experience having to do with the role of the amygdala, like the emotional association you have with memory, um, which is tied to the music that you were listening to contemporaneously at some point in your life. Um, so it kind of stands to reason that music from a really highly emotionally intense experience becomes encoded alongside of the memories of those experiences. And so knowing that, it's like I use that now as an adult intentionally as a tool to categorize and chronologically organize all my memories. Um, uh-huh. You know, like I kind of have a, like I have a music playlist for every year of my life that I can remember. I have like a 1992, I have a 2007, I have a 1999 playlist. And each one is just a catalog of songs that I listened to during that time. And that's also just by virtue of listening to that, that's a good catalog of uh, memories of all the meaningful life events or the thoughts, the friends, projects, jobs, types of prevalent emotions uh, in that time of my life. And so um, I find a lot of meaning in that, just to start to say that, you know, we can organize our history and all of our memories and all our experiences and be in touch with what we experienced and what we felt, who we touched in every part of our life by listening to the music that we experienced during that time. Um, So really good way to kind of organize my thoughts as I get older and think back and say, no, 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 that happened that year when that song came out or that happened that, you know, Um, it kind of works both ways too. Like during times when, um, well, okay. So uh, it's as to the idea of the emotionality and memory being tied together. Like, you know, all of us have been through loss. yet, you know, severe loss in times of our life, right? And so um, that's something that all of us can relate to eventually. And I know the three of us can. Yeah. Um, and so like during a year when I first lost like a really close relative of mine, and I was at a relatively young age. So that that whole year was very, very emotionally salient and intense for me, you know, for obvious reasons. But that means that I have more memories of that year and more clear memories of that year. And the music of that year is my favorite music of any time ever. And it also means that my memories of the music of that year is more clear. So it's interesting to look back in that and say, wow, I was uh, devastatingly, I was going through a really difficult time. And that painful experience made me love the music of that time better. Kind of conversely, you know, you would think that it would be a negative association, but in fact, it's the opposite. You have a stronger memory and a stronger emotional attachment to it just by virtue of you going through a really emotionally salient experience. Um, so those playlists I have, the 1996, the playlist for that year is about four times longer than any other playlist I have of any of the other year, because I just, not only do I love that music more, even the stuff that I didn't really love contemporaneously like at the time, but now I look back and I just connected to it emotionally. Um, but my memories of it are clear, like even something from 2012 or 2018, I might not remember the order of when I heard that exactly during that year. I might have it right, but everything that came out during this year in 1996, I remember the weeks that certain singles were released, that albums were released. You know, there's a hundred songs in that list, for example, and I can sequence it down to the order of when they came out by week by week. So I just have really clear memories of that just because of that experience. And I think that's kind of a meaningful way to experience music 
in that anytime you're you're listening to it, you're thinking about what it means to you emotionally and what it reminds you of and and then listen to other stuff and see if that doesn't make you feel that way. So it's kind of, to me, um, a good way to stay connected to who I am and what I've been through and what I've felt and how I've changed and how I've not changed. Um, and, yeah. and as you get older, you know, it's easy to, a lot of those details, they get kind of blurred. Um, and so it's a good way to kind of keep me in check to say, somehow I was thinking this happened then, but when I'm listening to th- these songs from that time, I remember where I was and that's not where I was, I was, I was wrong, you know, it's been self-corrected for me and that's um, helped me, you know, fight off some, um, some cognitive aging associated issues, you know, so, so, and I've used that as a therapist, as a speech therapist, you know, I've used uh, music in times working with someone who maybe had some cognitive decline as a way of, of figuring out when things happened in their life and what they were listening to at certain times and helping them, helping get accurate details about their history and their memories. And so we could present that and help them have a more enriched life. And so I believe in the value of that in a therapeutic way. I think it's very, um, and again, this is something that's universal that we can all relate to, right? Like this has happened for all of us. We all, right, Scott, Jamie, is that how you guys feel? Like here's something you remember a place in the time you remember the smell you remember what you felt you remember what you saw you remember how hot it was that day yeah. you know all of that stuff comes back so that's that's so true I think about you know, mentioning like difficult times like I think I found that I'll have songs that during difficult times perhaps brought up a lot of really strong emotion but then over time I now found, find comfort in those songs. So it's kind of interesting how it can morph over time too. Right. The it's almost song. like, you know, it's funny how it's, it's almost like when something terrible is happening. <laughs> um, if you are just kind of aware of what, what is around you or what you're listening to, it's almost like you can have the, the presence of mind to say, this song is going to be meaningful or this music is going to be meaningful to me in five years. You know, like now it reminds me of how distraught I am, but five years from now, I'm going to feel the strength of that emotional experience. And that itself is going to be meaningful. That's life, you know, feeling strong emotions and um, getting pulled into devastation and joy, you know, um, both of those things together. It's, that's the most human of all experiences, you know, so it's good to be connected to it, even if it's bad in the moment. Yeah. So. Oh my God. I, um, so much to, unpack there joel i mean so much to unpack i love how you like brought up the brain if there is um oh boy there goes scott in the brain <laughs> got into the brain, that is the brain like right away joel. Like, you, like, dove into it. we like, were straight for that rabbit hole we were just like there's a brain rabbit hole. we're just gonna dive we're not gonna like we're not gonna skirt around we're just going straight for it yeah right in the like, beginning and like <laughs> deep brain stuff amygdala you're, 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 you're like I'm going to go deep in the brain and just start, start deep. And I'm like, yes, all right. That, that, that's perfect. Um, and that, you know, that's, that's so cool. And I, I love how you said that there's, you know, like one of the benefits of just listening to appreciating, you know, music is those like memories, you know, those like feelings attached to a a time you know like a moment in time you know and you can always hear that same song we'll say years later years later 
and go back in time. You're like, wow, I still feel it. Um, and that's a, that's a really an amazing thing. And it actually, um, it shows us how powerful that deep brain is for us. And that is incredible, you know? Um, love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I think it, I think it helps to think of it like that to to be aware of what what that means. It is happening in your brain. You know what parts of your brain are being utilized or stimulated for certain experiences, um, and then you can kind of harness that and say, okay, this is which part of my brain. You know, and this is what happens in that part of my brain. So let me be aware of that, and let me find a way to help that have me a more enriched experience with this. Let me go deep into that and connect to that, you know, instead of it being kind of a mystery, mm. let's, let's learn about it and let's try to use it as a tool. So, so just from this, from the memory aspect of it, I feel like, okay, this is an easy tool to have to be connected to those experiences, catalog your memories, keep your mind in check, um, stay connected to those you love. I mean, without the songs, you wouldn't have the memories without the memories. You wouldn't, you know, remember the experiences with your lost loved one, right? Like I remember more face-to-face. -face. There's some songs I remember, you know, this relative of mine who passed away when I was young. Like I remember her commenting on a few songs that I otherwise probably those songs wouldn't be so meaningful to me, but I remember her saying something about it. And just the fact that I can hear those songs and I can remember sitting in a car with her and her words about it is, I, I always have that experience when I hear those songs and that's meaningful. And I say, okay, you know, like as long as we're having that memory and that imagery of that experience with her is coming back. She's still here. She's with us. You know, she's with us in our heart. Um, and we're re-experiencing that connection. And that's that's a good thing. And that's meaningful. So, um, you know, so part of me is, is, as, a, as a songwriter, I think that is meaningful. That's a good motivating tool to be a, uh, to be a creative artist, to say, I'm going to create something. And anything you create could possibly potentially be meaningful because this could be something that reminds somebody of a meaningful experience or a painful experience or a connection with someone. You never know what's going to just get, become an emotional association to a memory and then end up coincidentally reminding someone of a lost loved one for the rest of their lives. So it's cool that music has that ability. And so it's powerful to think that, that you could create something that can do that. So. Right. Well, um, in something you mentioned, Joel and, and Scott, I know you you brought this up. We've had conversations about this, but kind of thinking about the roles that that music plays in your life. So talking about you know the memory piece is obviously being huge. Like both of you have kind of mentioned this idea of creative expression, and I know that's something that's really important to both of you. So I'm I'm curious about like the role music plays in your life with creative expression, and like how that all I don't know what that looks like for you guys. Uh, well, it, you know, um, yeah, it, it, um, I've been writing, you know, at, at least like words, you know, like poems, lyrics, um, in my, like, like first band, I was, um, 12 years old. Um, and then, you know, uh, eventually I, learn to play different instruments and then i was like you know writing songs um and joel and i have been 
writing songs, you know, for the past um, six years now, you know, and yeah, six, Joel, six years. Um, and I think um, for me, you know, the time that we spend writing, you know, is not just us like, you know, playing chords over again or, you know, um, but we actually talk about like the meaning mm. of the songs and the actual, like the writing process, you know, and like spend a lot of time just like I'm talking about the whole um, philosophy of writing songs, you know, a, a lot of time. And that, like, helps us dig down a, a deeper and actually become really, like, present mm-hmm. with, like, writing each song every chord yeah i mean like like we are there and time like stands still in that space but it will pass and it's like hours go by and it's like whoa you know we worked on like one song for like like hours on end but it didn't feel as if it was a long time it was like we were totally into those moments um you know and and that's just in a just a a peaceful like um place a mindfulness experience like from every aspect of it i think joel yeah absolutely you know i was i was thinking about that because i've actually learned a lot about mindfulness from the two of you coincidentally um and and i think you kind of hit the nail i mean i think you said it very clearly that the act of doing this and getting very deep into every little component of it and really living and experience and feeling every every aspect of a song um, is a way of being very present um, and being self-aware. And actually I have a, some, something to say about that actually. Uh, but it reminded me of a quote actually I was gonna mention later, but um, Amy Mann, who is one of my favorite songwriters and used to be in, uh, so she is um, a fantastic songwriter. She has a quote um, that said, and Scott, you and I have talked about this before, um, when you encounter something that was done by someone who cares, it imparts the value of caring to the person encountering it. So the act of creating itself, whatever type of song it is, like whatever type of mood, if you're doing it with care and emotion and feeling, then that itself is what makes a connection with listeners. People will feel something if they sense or feel the sincerity of others, right? And that's conveyed in the music. Yeah, that's a cool point. So that's the sincerity and the the presence of mind and the presence, being present in the moment when you're getting into it 
is that it doesn't even have to be a sweet, gentle, sensitive sounding song or music, right? <laughs> Maybe the listener doesn't even have to love certain melodies or even aspects of the song itself, but they can still feel the sincerity and the caring intention of the writer, you know, during the time that it was written. So, um, and, you know, I, I have that. There are musicians whose approach to songwriting is, is so meaningful and powerful and interesting to me that I consider them to be my favorite songwriters, even if I don't love all of their songs itself, right? Like that, there's times I would rather listen to an album that has a few songs I truly enjoy, but it's by a songwriter whose intention and care and passion and artistry are so evident that that is in itself is meaningful to me. I feel like that person is sincere in what they're conveying, even if nine out of the 12, or eight out of the 12 songs aren't my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of listening to another album that has a higher ratio of like catchy, enjoyable songs where I just don't feel as much sincerity from the writers and performers. And I feel like that's something that that you and I shared when we're working together is that we're coming from a place of creative expression being um, inactive, investigation to this, this, our sincere experiences, right? Like what are we experiencing and how can we imbue every component of this with emotion and feeling and what's meaningful? And I think that's the kind of thing that gets conveyed to listeners. And I think that's important. So, so that quote just resonated with me you know, by virtue of her saying that, that I was like, yeah, I do understand <laughs> um, when someone cares and imparts the value of caring. And so someone can say, I, I, I feel what this person is putting into it. And now that's meaningful to me that we can put ourselves into something. Hmm. Um, so, but yeah, that's as a writer. Um, I, you know, as a listener, I think also music, um, I feel like uh, to me, uh, I also, it helps me be as a listener to be more self-aware of my experiences and my senses. And I kind of break that down into two different ways when I'm thinking about it. One of them is just, um, uh, being aware of what our sensory experiences. So something simple and kind of nonsensical and pointless, right? Like that we're like, I'm in my garden and I'm watering a flower and then I see a beetle or I don't even realize, but a Beatles song pops into my head. And then I'm like, okay, I'm watering flowers. And why am I thinking about the Beatles? Like, okay, whatever. If I don't think about it, you don't think about it, right? Something pops into your head. You don't wonder about why it's there unless you do. And then you wonder about it and you're like, oh, Beetle. And then I'm looking around and oh, I'm watering a Japanese Beetle that's sitting on this flower. And I wasn't paying attention and I'm drowning this poor guy. So Uh... I'm like, oh, so I'm like, wait a minute. So this is subconsciously my brain saying, Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. You're looking at a Beetle, pay attention, be present. You know, um, but we have these, I have these, tri- you know, we have these triggers all the time. Why did that song come into my head? And if we don't ask ourselves about it, we don't think about it. We just kind of brush it aside. But if we listen to that and we ask and we investigate, in my experience, I usually find out that it's pointing out something that I'm experiencing. It could be a sensory experience, or it could be like in that case, something I was seeing, but not really devoting like attentional resources to that I was looking at. Um, or emotional experience. So um, there's an author, Haruki Murakami, uh, who's written a bunch of million books, a, a million great books. Um, and uh, he has a passage in one of his books where the protagonist is is like walking down the street and then he's singing to Beatles again. He's like, yeah, I was singing the Beatles song in my head and it wasn't until I got to the chorus that I realized that I was singing Help. And then mm-hmm. the, that internal experience of music led to this moment of self-awareness and this clarity of his emotions. Like he didn't realize that he was feeling kind of panicked 
um, until he heard that, until he realized what song was playing in his head as if his brain was saying, hey, I'm sending out an SOS. Can you read the signs? Like, <laughs> you know? Um, and so that happens to me too. You know, I, I hear songs that pop into my head at different times. Another Beatles example, I'm So Tired, you know, from the White Album. Um, that song pops into my head probably every other day. <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually at about 11. Sense. Yeah, right. We can all relate to that. <laughs> usually at about 11 o'clock at night when I don't even realize I'm tired, but I'm still doing something. And then the song pops into my head. Um, you know, and I'm singing along and a couple bars into the song, I realize what I'm singing in my head and I'm like, I am tired, <laughs> you know, and but I wouldn't really have thought that or had the presence of mind to pay attention to what my emotional experience was unless it had, you know, um, you know, ran that up the flagpole for me to see. So same thing with there's a Morrissey song called Lost. Um, it's a, a B-side to the single Roy's Keen from his Maladjusted album. It wasn't on the album. It's on the extended version of the album, though. At any rate, there's a part of that song where he just kind of sighs at the end. I'm just lost. And that's a song that kind of, you know, and he says it kind of with this sigh. I'm just lost. And that pops into my head sometimes. And, you know, whenever that pops into my head, I pay attention to it and I say, oh. And then I realize what I'm feeling. And it's always when I'm, like, feeling either directionless or rudderless on a project, right? Like, what am I doing? How do I do this? How do I get started on this? Or just overwhelmed if I'm like, oh, this is too much, right? And I don't realize I'm feeling that necessarily until I have the song pop in my head and then I kind of listen to it and I pay attention to it. So it's still me as a listener, but it's me listening to what's going on in my head, right? The music that's already in my head. If I'm taking a step out and listening to it, then I can become more self-aware. So for me, this felt like, the psychological theory, self-perception theory, which if you guys are familiar with that, the idea is not that as opposed to thinking this is who I am internally and I understand that and I'm pushing that outwards, it's more like we're gonna take a step outside of ourselves and look at ourselves from the outside in and come to understand who we are by observing, right? So we're gonna be, external and observing what's happening on the inside and and so that's kind of how this makes me feel that i'm not necessarily aware of what my feelings are right in the moment but if i take a step out and i hear the song that gives me an insight into what's going on inside of me so to me it just reminds me of okay this is like self-perception theory you know the psychological concept um applied to your internal experience of music so that's another aspect of what it means to me as a listener to help me be self-aware about what my experience is and what I'm actually feeling. So, yeah. Well, since I have a follow-up kind of connected to that listener piece. So I feel like you touched on some of the impacts, right? That music could have on others, like thinking of themselves as, as the listeners, or if they're writing music kind of as a writer, I'm curious your guys' thoughts on like, the impacts of music on a bigger scale, like on communities, on, on the world, let's go big here, of like what impacts you feel like music has or, or the ways you see music kind of getting in and just influencing and impacting big groups of people, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, and I, I think that we've um, um, seen that over and over throughout. Yeah history 
you know, that, you know, bands and certain songs, but, you know, like major concert events, you know, the, uh, what was it? The, like, um, G8, you know, in the, like, um, early to, um, thousands, you know, where bands like, played a, a concert for world like um hunger you know I, I mean just like gathered and they raised you know millions millions of you know of dollars and, and people saw it on tv and they would send in you know like send in like money you know so it has a huge um impact you know and i think most of it's like um positive um you know on on the other side i think there is some music that obviously has a negative impact um you know but i think as a whole throughout our human history you know there's always been like some sort of like beat a drum you know like a, a harp you know like anything that has moved people humans you know and that's the as like joel had had said like early on here it's this you know like it's this universal thing you know that people can hear like a beat and they like all of a sudden feel it and get into it um even even people who are like deaf still feel a beat you know and that's what's kind of cool too you know is they're not possibly hearing it but they can feel it and that's still music i feel like i have to chime in like thinking about my experiences living abroad in japan like i was so surprised by how much just american music was being played in japan like all the time with the complete understanding that most people had no idea what the lyrics were actually saying or the message or anything like that. But like, it was played all the time. People loved it. It was so popular. It's so like kind of that idea of this, there being so many parts of music that can just bring people together. And I think that's, I hadn't really thought about that to be honest until you mentioned that Scott of it's, I think the lyrics for me, a lot of times, like, just grab me and evoke a lot of that emotion. But really, I guess I've never sorted it out to say like, is it just the lyrics? I, I guess it's not. 
Yeah, I think that's what's so powerful about it as a medium is that a, it's almost it's established that this is kind of a universal way for people to yeah. feel connected because it it is so every aspect of music can be imbued with emotion and and you know like the examples you guys are giving like Scott like we would make these charity events and the way to get people to give is by putting on a music performance you know like it's just kind of accepted that people and the reason that we would think to do that is because we all understand that. Um, this is an easy way to connect with people emotionally, right? Like we all know that this is something that could impact and influence other people's emotions. Um, and so, and that's a good thing because we can connect with people that way. And, you know, there might be other ways to try to do fundraisers or help other people, but this is, you know, putting on musical performances is a good way to get people involved because everybody just intrinsically understands that, hey, this medium is something that connects people that we feel like we understand that music is emotional, um, whether it's the lyrics, whether it's the music, it's usually both, right? Or some combination of the two and you never know what aspect of it. That's a great example that how many people are listening to music where they don't um, connect with the lyrics because they don't know it or they don't know what they're hearing or it's a different language and they're not really interested in hearing it, but they can feel it, right? Yeah. Like how important is that? And and, you know, like as someone who listens to it, um, someone else wrote that song, but it's helping me feel something about my own experience um, as a listener, which is pretty yeah. cool to be like someone else put their own emotion into something and I'm hearing it and it's making me feel something, probably something different or it's connected to a different experience than the person who wrote it. But that brings us together. So just that idea. So I think generally like anybody creating music or any kind of art, even if, and this is, we've talked about this, even if you don't enjoy that person's art, um, <laughs> like yeah, there's plenty, like, you know, I had an example, like I, I uh, knew somebody who um, self-published a book of poetry and she was, you know, very enthusiastic about it. And I wasn't really moved by her poetry per se, but I was really moved by the idea that, you know, reading through it, I wasn't, I, I can't say that the poetry itself moved me, but I was moved by the experience that I was like, you know what, you're passionate about this and you're putting this mm -hmm. out into the world. And, and again, it's that Amy Mann quote, like she put her heart and care into that. And that was meaningful. And just doing that kind of meaningful act is just a greater good for the world in general. So I think just the idea that millions of people all over the world could be creating their own art, music, or in any other medium, that itself is putting care into the world because you're oh, creating gosh. something with care and that itself is is affecting positive social change and making the world a better place even if you think their music sucks even if you don't like <laughs> it whatever it is like and truly yeah, you like, don't have to agree you yeah exactly the process right exactly yeah. even if big you know, other people might enjoy oh, yeah, it a, even if they don't even if general most people big kind of agree too, they, they don't really having, enjoy it like i still think having it's a greater good that here you are big putting night, care so into something and putting that into the world because that's making the world better that care is being um, questions. Um, so um, I think the act of creating is you meaningful know, I, for that on a grand scale. If there's, um, and it must be because people I, you know, still connect to it. They go to concerts and they, is, they care about music, you know, even I, if they're not really familiar with it. You know, they're still moved. I've been asked a lot. You know, that, that's not familiar to them. Just I don't, by virtue of, hey, I'm watching people I don't perform, play, and it's exciting to see them really into it when they're on stage, even if I don't know their music. You know? So, so you know, we've well, had that experience before. And kind of what you're saying, Joel. I mean, we could talk, uh, have you guys like, talk about music like all night. You know, and I think we're gonna have my to do older like many follow-up episodes to this episode. But 
And this might be he a tough the, question, um, but I guess kind of to wrap it up a little bit, like, you know, do you um, each have like that's, one hope it, for, you know, he never, where you feel like anything music else. will go or and, like um, a word of advice for just our listeners for me, connected to music. It, I don't know. It doesn't matter if big question i guess anyone <laughs> plays an instrument or not if you have an yeah. appreciation for the kind of music that you like and if it if it moves you in a positive way in a like caring way a loving way um then it is doing what it was meant to do you know and you and you don't have to play an instrument to be really um connected with like tunes and music right right you know Well, right, you know, it's it, it's like okay, it's, you know, that's that's fine, you know, like, um, and, and music has so many health, you know, like positives to it and benefits to it, you know, and it's not about always like writing it; it's about just being with it, is you know, taking time and being with a song uh, and present with it. Yeah, I, th <laughs> I think you said that very well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think um, in whatever way music is becomes a part of your life as a listener, as someone who creates it, as someone who doesn't feel familiar or comfortable with musical instruments, but still feels the need to you know, play the drums on a desk or to, um, you know, sing in the shower or whatever it is, like whatever way that you're becoming expressive about who you are and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing and thinking about, oh, I'm contributing something to the world by um, singing or creating something and putting something out into the world, even if I'm unsure about it. Like that's meaningful. It's 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 meaningful to find expressive or creative use use it, to use the creative arts to be expressive, and to figure out who uh, you are and what you're feeling, but also figure out how that makes you connected to other people. It's a very circuitous way of saying that, but um, <laughs> and you know it's it's a journey. Like for me, feelings and emotions are kind of this amorphous textural psycho-emotional experience where I yeah. don't really truly know what I'm feeling until I actually write it or play it or sing it um and I think that's the same with all creative acts that like anyone you know a painting dancing writing uh acting imbue that creative performance with emotion and sometimes they don't even know exactly what it is until it takes shape when they're doing the performance and I think that's something that people can relate to they find themselves when they're doing something artistic and they figure out what they're experiencing and that experience itself is something that connects you to other people so you know people talk about we're all looking up at the same moon we're all in different parts of the world but we're looking at the same stars so that's something that connects us to me this is the same idea that mm -hmm. you know 
um, when you realize that you're feeling something that just makes you realize that you're connected to other people because other people have felt that too and that is meaningful and you find that out by making art or enjoying art you know listening to someone else's art makes you feel things that you know other people feel so I think everyone can relate to that and um, that's part of what makes it universal so I kind of encourage everyone to do that listen to as much as you can and write as much as you can and create as much as you can that's the kind of thing that by definition brings people together because it's something that connects us all so I love that and Joel hopefully it's okay I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of steal that from you for a second so every episode we kind of wrap up with something for our listeners to think about or something to do and I was kind of thinking as you as you were both talking that perhaps kind of our action event for our listeners for the next week is just throw yourself into music somehow, whatever that looks like to you, whether it's singing in the shower or taking some time to write down lyrics, whether they make sense or not, or listening to music and really being mindful of, you know, where it brings you back to or what you think or what you experience. I mean, just letting go of that, I'm not musical thought that perhaps some people have and just, you know, just throwing yourself in, jumping into music in some way and and seeing what happens. I like that. If you are, you know, someone out there who writes, you know, any kind of like music, um, maybe writing something like different or, you know, um, trying a new, um, trying a new, like instrument out you know just so experiencing music in a new way possibly i love it joel thanks so much oh my goodness for being with us tonight and thanks to you and scott for for bringing some rock star status to our uh, podcast here (laughs) well thank you guys so much for inviting me always always uh and thank you jamie um for the interview because that was you know fun because i didn't have to you know ask anything this time which is fantastic you had to answer everything though i mind that um, <laughs> of course not but uh and thank you again like um like Joel, um, he is amazing. So it was awesome to have him here. Um, and thank all of you out there. Um, really be you um, and be healthy and safe and really enjoy sound and music. We'll see you next time. See ya. If you would like to donate to the Act to Live podcast, you can find us on 3CDigitalMediaNetwork.com. Act to Live is sponsored by 3C Digital Media Network, LLC. Connect, communicate, and collaborate. That is the 3C way at 3CDigitalMediaNetwork.com. Thank you for walking with us on this journey of life. Act to Live is a place where we can observe everyday life, 
pose questions, and facilitate conversations together. Our hope is that by participating in this podcast and connecting with each other, we can all become the best versions of ourselves and learn from each other's stories and experiences. You can find us on acttolive.com, Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, the Android Podcast app, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you stream your podcasts. We've also just joined Patreon and YouTube, so be sure to check those out when you have some time. Thank you for listening and sharing time with us. And as always, come on, let's take a walk together.